Welcome back to another episode. Yes, thank you very much for tuning in. Paige Tan, or Miss Tan, my year nine maths teacher, but I've known her since year seven. Very cool episode. I love, I love Miss Tan. Um, she's been, yeah, she's been in my life for a very long time. And I feel like the teacher-student relationship that we were able to foster is something that I'm so grateful for. And, uh, and I think that she reciprocates it, hopefully. Uh, we have good banter. I love it so much. Um, but this podcast was a lot about, I guess, how she grew up um, in, in Singapore and how they had very high expectations of academia. Um, she grew up in that system where it was primary school, high school, and then uni and then job. And it's something that I think in this day and age is something that isn't norm, isn't necessarily the case anymore. And I love and admire the fact that she's starting to derail herself. She's become a coaching mentor for teachers because she found herself burning out a lot through her nine to five and she's pursuing her own entrepreneurial um, workspace and work, um, which is so awesome. I think it's so inspiring when people do that, when people recognize that they're not enjoying and they're not enjoying certain things in their life and then they let it go and pursue things that really light them up. And I can see that, I guess, she's the benefit of it to be honest because she's she looks like she's thriving and and we talk a lot about this on the podcast um I'm gonna keep this intro very short and sweet because I feel like the podcast needs a hear and it needs a listen um but before I go if you can please share the podcast around it means so fucking much please and follow at life with them podcast but I'm gonna let you all listen and let me know what you think but enjoy the intro enjoy the song enjoy the intro song and enjoy the episode. And I'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye. I think the main goal for this is just perspective. perspective. Don't dwell on, on things you've done in the past too much because they are part of the reason why you are who you are. Look on the bright side of, of uh, situations that don't look so good. Try and see a bright side or look at it from a different angle. The best thing for me to do is not feel guilty about the position of privilege I'm in but it's to use it. What do you have to say for those as we tee off? I mean, if you're not listening to Life with Lamb, then there's something seriously wrong with your life. You're missing out. Perspective. Perspective. That's, that's life. That's life. Life My with life. Lamb. Yeah, Life with Lamb. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Welcome back to another episode of Life with Lamb. Today I'm here with Paige Tan. I feel so weird to say. Why? Because you're, that's you're my teacher. That's how you know me. Exactly. <laughs> Because I'm used to calling you Miss Tan. You never called me Miss Tan. Uh, yeah, you actually. I did. did. I did. did, did. I was respectable enough to call sure. you. Sure. Let's Tan. go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so what brings you here, Paige? Oh God. Okay, no. I need to run through it a few more times. <laughs> okay. Good start. Good start to the Great podcast. <laughs> How are you? How are you feeling? I'm good. You're good? Thanks for having me. No, all good. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah, and we've been talking about this forever. Forever, I know. It's just been taken, I know. It's just taken like only two years to get just, just two years. Just two years. It's okay, we're, we're peaking now, so. That's <laughs> peaking <laughs> at what? I think I've gotten better at, at co- life. Peaking at, at life. life. Yeah, peaking at life, life with them. <laughs> Shameless plug. Exactly. Um, welcome to the podcast. Um, Thank you. I guess, how do I know you? Give How some context. do you know me? Yeah, give some context to the listeners. Good question. Well, I I don't know if you knew me when you started year seven. No, I didn't. But I sort of knew you. I never. I didn't teach you, but I taught like 
another year seven class and I think they got along with you and I sort of knew you from there. And then two years later, just our luck, we got stuck together, didn't we, in year nine months. Um, but no, it was a good year. It was a good year. It was I a great year. really a lot of fun with that class as well. I think you guys were... Like you guys were... Yeah, yeah. we shouldn't have favourites as teachers, but... Um, like you were all, you guys were always so fun to come to because you would work, but you were also fun. So yeah, like year nine maths, good times. And that's how we know each other. <laughs> I've got my math teacher on the podcast. Yeah, like uh, what the hell? I know. <laughs> like what we're, evolving. <laughs> we're evolving. We're <laughs> evolving. Times have changed. Exactly. Well, I guess you're not a teacher anymore, and this is why I wanted to get you on the podcast because you're doing your own thing. Yeah. Which is amazing. Um, I guess tell us a bit about that. Yep, so, oh, this, where do I even start? I know, um, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it just came out Page of nowhere. Page Shan's gone rogue. for preparing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, where do I even start? Well, I have been teaching since I finished uni, um, and uni came right off the back of high school, so I never gave myself a break, ever. And um, like, I was fortunate enough to get a job straight out of uni, obviously, at Q. Um, stuck there for five years and then gave myself a sea change and changed schools. Um, in those years, I think I also felt myself burning out throughout the time as much as I loved the job, loved the kids. You guys, as I said, were all good fun. But um, I think the narrative of the teacher workload is very real. Like things, the workload just keeps increasing mm -hmm. For someone like me who I tend to think I am quite flexible and adaptable with things, like it was even hard for someone like me. So burnout hit and then changed schools, thought that would change things, but didn't really. Um, and then throw lockdown and all that into the mix. Um, it was just a recipe for disaster, <laughs> I think. But also it just gave me the just gave me the kick I needed to give myself a break and try something new. Um, I've always been someone who I think I like to encourage students to do what they love. And I think I am living that now in terms of stepping out and trying things that make me happy and not really worrying about um, like what others may think or... Um, the fears that I had of doing things myself. So I think I, I, I'm finally walking the talk that I've talked for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So much to unpack there. I <laughs> yeah. think you you talk about how you went from high school, uni teaching. Yeah. And you faced a lot of that burnout. I guess as a kid, what, what were you like? And, and <laughs> did you always fit that narrative because of Asian parents? Or? Yeah. 100% spot on there. Um, I grew up in Singapore, as you know, I think. Um, I know a little bit. Yeah, you know a little bit about that. Um, yeah, I think we've always had a had a very interesting student teacher relationship. I think we just that banter we've talked we've talked about before. But um, yeah, back to your question. Grew up in Singapore. I think I was very lucky to have been sort of made the way I am. I fit the school system perfectly. Like school came to me easily. Um, I enjoy learning. I enjoyed learning and still do to this day. Um, so school was always like my happy place because I liked learning new things. I liked being around my schoolmates and classmates and all that, 
all those things. But I think growing up in Singapore and in an environment and culture where academics is such a big priority there, um, talks about doing your own things, like we never talked about that. It was always finish school, go to uni, get your degree, get a job and stay in that job until you retire. Like good old linear story, right? Um, and that was really the path I sort of saw myself in for a very long time. And I think being here, moving here to Australia um, and seeing people, more people doing their own things and not being afraid to start new things and try new things, that was very refreshing for me. And um, it's taken years to get me to this point where I'm going, oh, I can actually try things and not be afraid. <laughs> and um, it's taken a lot of work to get here, a lot of unlearning and relearning. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when it's <laughs> a podcast. So um, it, it, it's, it's crazy you say that because I think it's so relevant to me right now. Mm. And I know, I, I don't know what you thought of me when I was a bit younger and mm. you, when you were teaching me, but I'm starting to look back at high school and, and now that I'm in uni yeah. and really reflect and be like, is this like what I should be doing? Mm. Mm. Uh, is this what I want as yeah. well? And and I guess this is why I have the podcast and yeah. trying to delve into different avenues other than my typical commerce job and doing mm. internships and everything. So I can 100% relate to that and... Talk to us a bit about the burnout or, I guess, a point in your career or oh, um, oh. journey where you're like, this is this is enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it was like a one-off thing. It was a an ongoing, like, challenge that got me to the point going, I need to do something to change. So um, I think towards the end of my time at Q, which was 2018... Yeah, Lord. I left when you were in year 11. I know, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't stick around for your year 12 year. <laughs> it was heartbreaking. Sorry, bye. So bye. Um, but it got to the point where, like, don't get me wrong, I love the school, love the job, love the people. You know that I worked with great people too. Like, there was good teachers yeah. in the school itself. But it got to the point where... I wasn't looking forward to waking up and going to work. And I knew that something was wrong there because teaching has always been something that lit me up. And, um, yeah, once the challenges of waking up, going to school, feeling dreadful and then feeling a bit of resentment about the workload and all those things, um, yeah, that was definitely the start of it all and then realizing that a lot of my time was spent on work things like I wasn't doing things for myself anymore um like I wasn't going to the gym I wasn't going out on walks I wasn't like doing things that I liked like reading is one of those things that I love to do as well and I just wasn't doing any of it and like taking a step back and looking at it from like a zoomed out lens, um, it was clear that there was something that needed to be done. So, yeah, I think if anyone listening is 
feeling like burnout is such a buzzword today. And it is. I it's think a hot, hot word. People, is, people are talking about burnout. People are saying that they're experiencing burnout or they're on the brink of burnout. And um, unfortunately, it is common. Um, but I think that narrative around burnout being common shouldn't like it becomes very dangerous when people start thinking it's normal um and yeah so i like the perspective i took was that this is not normal i need to change something in my life and then like i said before i changed workplaces and it was i think a band-aid for a moment like short-term change right everything was exciting things were new and then quickly realising that I was falling back to old patterns. And I think that's also something that people who come in and out of burnout, they find um, they find a lot of band-aid fixes, but it's not sustainable. So I think I've gone on a tangent here. But <laughs> um, yeah, like burnout is not fun, not fun at all. And it's important to, I think, recognize and acknowledge if you are feeling signs of it and actually consciously choose to do something about it and not stay stuck in yeah i love that yeah why teaching why teaching? <laughs> was that always on the radar yeah pretty much i think from from when i was about year nine like i had a really really um good maths teacher <laughs> funny <laughs> Um, but I don't think that was the reason why I chose maths mm. as my um, subject of choice. But like, I had a really supportive maths teacher in year nine and ten. Um, Became and a successor. <laughs> and then from there, like, I sort of, I think it really reinforced me wanting to teach and be with young people, like work with young people. I was always that kid when I was young. I don't. Oh, you guys here in Australia don't have assessment books like Singapore's, Singapore does. So. That sounds scary <laughs> as what? Yeah, so like basically, when we were from primary school, we have primary like we have an exam to sit in mm. pri in primary six, so grade six. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like, and that determines like what high school you go to. Yeah, that's the system there. But so we essentially have these books where we just essentially it's like practice exams or practice questions. You just do it over and over again. And I was the kid who loved taking my red pen out <laughs> and correcting my work after I finished my work. So I think that started from a young age. And then through the years, um, through my time in school, I, yeah, I always knew I liked working with people who were younger than me, like in a mentor, mentorship role. Um, and I think that just naturally progressed onto wanting to step into teaching. Yeah, that's amazing. And and for a long time, uh, I assume you thought that was your why and that was your yeah. purpose. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's it actually like being a teacher? I think I'm always, I've always got the student lens on, of course, yeah. because I'm used to you being a teacher, <laughs> of, of course. Um, and from my perspective, it's like, oh, I want really good education. Mm. Uh, I want my paper back as soon as I sit an exam mm. um, as quick as possible. And I think this ties in with your burnout yeah. and the expectations as well. I want to hear from your perspective as a teacher, mm. what's it like? What's it actually like? Teaching, God. I think it, today, I think it's a very intense job. But there's there's things to not like about it, but there's also so many things to love mm. about it. Um, 
speaking from my experience and my perspective, like I enjoyed the relationship side of things. I think that was something I always prided myself on in creating good relationships with the students who were in my classes or even the students outside of my classes. Um, I think that was always my fundamental philosophy because <laughs> it's funny when I think back at uni teacher training, like you would hear people or older teachers say, don't smile before Easter, don't don't let your students know that you're, you're fun or things like that. And I'm like, but why? If you create the relationship with them from day one, like they would literally do anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Are they teaching that at uni? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, oh. there's just this saying that older oh, teachers wow. have sort of passed down um, through generations. And it's, yeah, it's really, I just did not understand it. And That's so backward. Like, I, yeah, very <laughs> backward. There's so many things about the education system that hasn't moved with the times. And we've had this conversation before as well. Um, Talk a bit about it. Yeah, I it's, I think it's, it's archaic in mm. the way that teaching um, is. In At the end of the day, I think schools were created for a purpose back in the day. And that purpose, I think, has not changed over time, even though the world has changed so much. Um, we're still sort of um, like in a system where we are churning out like exam sitters and rote learning. and Because at the end of the day, there's still that exam that you sit for, mm. right? And like if that's still the end goal or objective, like when you reverse engineer that, you're still teaching to an exam. You're still teaching to what you need to know to do well in this end, uh, in this end product. Which I personally think learning there's so much more to learning. Um, like English, maths, they're all important. Don't get me wrong, but things are so accessible to us today, and I don't think we need to restrict ourselves within the four walls of a classroom to learn English or learn maths. Um, so, yeah, like that's my thoughts on education. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I agree. And I think coming out of high school, I don't know, I got my, got my ATAR, got yeah. a good ATAR. And then I was like, well, And you don't even talk about it anymore, do you? I don't even talk <laughs> about it anymore. Yeah, exactly. there's always that saying, it's, like, it's just a number. Yeah. And it literally just is. Yeah. You go into Melbourne Uni and no one gives a shit about Yeah what you've done or where you've come from or what score you got and, mm. and everything. It just does not matter at all. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, what's your major? That's the next yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, and then, like, what jobs are you applying yeah, for? Exactly. Like, oh, what internships have you <laughs> yeah, got lined up? <laughs> it's like, uh, I think, yeah, when you talk about how there's just that end goal, I, I understand there needs mm. to be, like, a quantitative – oh, quantitative? Yeah. Quantitative. Yeah, quantitative measure. You still need to measure something. Exactly. Yeah. You need to measure, yeah. like, I the capability it. of people. But yeah. I get what you mean by the archaic things. Like, mm. I came out of high school – knowing not how to do not how to like set up I don't know health insurance or mm. or tax or yeah. um how to find a job or how to be really good at interviews and stuff and I was yeah. very lucky because I was extroverted and, mm. and had the people skills but I feel really bad for people who might not yeah and or, don't have the opportunity around them to see people mm. um or observe people doing these things 100% and then you yeah. go into uni as well and because of the last 2 years I understand mm. that covid's a thing and and we haven't been able to have more experiences, but then how has that treated this generation so far? I mm. think we're going to be so incapable in the future, and it's really scary mm. because in in all reality, we're we're 
we're writing it, our notes after lectures and then interview exam, everyone's just looking through their notes. Yeah. There's not a single piece of information that I can and probably And then do recall. you ever look back at those no. notes after that unit? <laughs> no, there's <laughs> never. I, I think I'm so incompetent yeah. in that aspect and I used to pride myself in being able to recall information mm. or write an essay about, with quotes and remembering yeah. what they would mean and linking it back. And yeah. I just think that education isn't supporting that anymore. Correct. And I'm really scared for... I guess what our generation and future generations to come are mm. coming into. Mm. Yeah, it is an interesting time, isn't it, to mm. live in. Um, but I think, yeah, what you said before with the recollection of information, I think one thing about you that always struck me was you remind myself of me, like when I was in school, in that school didn't, school wasn't too hard, mm. to, if I'm not wrong, no, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. No, you're wrong. right, you're right. But yeah. school wasn't too hard, like things, like our brains were naturally wired to like recollective information or just taking tests and exams. I knew you thrived in taking <laughs> tests, like in school. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just funny knowing that outside of that school environment, there's just so many other skills that, we need developed at an earlier age but they're not being like focused on mm. if that makes sense and and as a teacher could you you could definitely see that i, I mm. assume and and how did that make you feel did you feel that the system was really rigid and you couldn't mm. really do much about it did uh, that it was hard yeah it was almost like a conflict yeah. with my values <laughs> yeah um because there was so much of the time when I just wanted to talk to kids, you know, like just have conversation and talk about what's going on in their lives and things like that. And I think that's what led me to the YLC role as well, like throughout my career. But um, like being a maths teacher in a maths classroom, like maths itself is already so structured. There's a right and a wrong. Black and white. Like literally black <laughs> and white. Like, there's no grey. <laughs> um, and I always tried to make a grey because I didn't want my students thinking that there's only yeah, there's a right and a wrong, yes, but like there's no one way mm. to get to that end. Yeah, and I love that when mm. you were teaching, I, I could see I could see how hard you were trying to incorporate different measures and, mm. and bring in different students and skills as well. Yeah, and that I think awesome. it's important because, like, really in real life, there's no one mm. way to get to what you want. Like, it's not straight. It's not a straight line. It's <laughs> I'm going to say it's like a sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh. <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> that in there. Um, but yeah, it's just like there's just so many different ways to get somewhere, and everyone has their own unique set of strengths, and like we just need to tap into that more. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very it's very interesting, and and speaking to your conflict as well it's hard because it's maths mm. and so many kids find it so difficult to do maths in the first place yeah. so if you're trying to implement the gray area or like trying to have a conversation with kids mm. between you and I it would have been easy yeah because you knew and I knew that I knew the content yeah and you had to do it but like you literally did not need me in year nine at <laughs> all like you no, knew it, what it you was were like those graphs um but it, it's hard because other students might who might not be as competent mm. if you tried to have a conversation with them and they weren't performing yeah then they 
be given unknown warnings or speaking mm. to the coordinator. Correct. Or parents are looking yeah. at and them. Through and through no fault of their own as well. Exactly. Like, yeah, and that, that was the hard bit. It's like you can't expect everyone to be good at everything because it's just impossible. <laughs> like, ask me to write a history essay? No way. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Um, so, yeah, I think catering to what people, what students can do better naturally um that's something that i think not just the the education industry but the whole world we need to work more towards that Mm, it's so hard though because obviously the unique pathways and different skill levels yeah was that always heartbreaking for you watching other students who might not be following the rest of the crop as well Mm, oh 100 percent and like i think for myself it was always important for me to keep in mind that Yes, they may, like, maths may not be their strong point, but they have strengths in so many other areas. And to continue to encourage and foster that Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And again, I think because school is such a structured place and students tend to see, like, their English teacher as just their English teacher Mm -hmm. and their maths teacher as just their maths teacher. And then sometimes I would see the reactions of students and I go, oh, you're so good at music. Like, is that something you want to do? Like, after school and all that, and they're like, you're my math teacher. Why are you talking <laughs> to me about music and me being good at music? And it's just, like, heartbreaking as well yeah, to see that. Imagine. Because it's like, why has society sort of pigeonholed, like, people into those holes? That's true. Um, I guess I was... I'm really fortunate and I'm really happy with myself that I was able to sort of see past that Mm. as well. And I think that's why we had such a great relationship. And I remember having really fond memories of of my teachers and the relationships I was able to build because I think, like, you're still human, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, like, yes, you're my math teacher and everything, but I just think we're still able to have a conversation Mm. as well. Mm. And it's, it's really sad to see and... I remember back in high school when everyone was like, oh, like, I hate this teacher, you know? And it's just like... <laughs> it's it, normal. It, it, I know it's, it's so normal. We but can't love everyone in the world. <laughs> but they're, but they're still, you're still human, you know? And, yeah. and I think I've always seen that and I've always seen that past, like, each of my seen teachers as well. Yeah. 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 And it, it saddens me to hear mm. that a lot of the time. And then I'm reflecting now and I'm thinking, I was very, I, I would t- have taken up a lot of your time just like <laughs> talking to you in the classroom and everything. But it was fun. I know, but I feel bad for the kids. <laughs> yeah, too, I know. You know? And, and again, it's that, it's that balance, isn't it, at the end of the day? Yeah, because you have 15 and, minutes to yeah. learn a certain concept. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm just, yeah. And, and again, anyway. it comes back to the structure of school. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm going to change the cameras, Go. but, but continue yes. talking. No. No, that's so weird. Is it? Talk what about what? Talk about um, what was your favourite memory of teaching or what's what's the what's been your like something that lights you up to this day that Mm. you still sort of look back at teaching and you're like damn I miss that this like what we're doing today um it's I I don't know if I can speak for all teachers here but I think teachers who value relationships and have always prioritized relationships with students um like I personally love it when those relationships shift outside of school Mm. as well so there's still students that from Q that I'm still in touch with um, especially the group that I was their YLC for for two years like the YLC year level level coordinator correct Um, 
that happened. So, yeah, it was very, very hard coming back to the question about keeping it from students. Um, I think it was... Like it took a toll in that energetically there was so much I was holding in. Yeah. And then coming home or seeing colleagues and I go, Bleh. like everything just comes out. Um, so, yeah, it's just finding that, trying to find that balance was quite hard as well. And I think that was a big factor in me choosing to take a step back and go, okay, let's hit a pause, mm. give myself time to just re-evaluate where I'm at and what I truly value. And, yeah, How did here you we go? are today. Yeah, no. <laughs> here we are today. <laughs> so, so much to unpack, I guess. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot to like re-evaluate, re-evaluating yourself yeah. and doing all the reflection. How did you go about it? And were there any people in your life, I know Andrew, your partner, mm. um, would have been a really big help? Yeah. In supporting you through that. And are there any, is there any advice that you would give to people if they're sort of in this stage of their life? Mm. So I think the number one thing that comes to mind is pause. Like allow yourself time to pause. Whether it's like you're feeling like you're in the thick of it or if you're working full time, say. Like give yourself a day off and let it be a day off. Like, don't give yourself a mental health day and then end up doing work things <laughs> during that mental health day. I was doing that a lot. Oh, okay. Like, um, and that was not healthy. Um, but, yeah, like, just allow yourself time to pause and listen to yourself and what you really need. I think life is so busy as it is and life is so – the world is so noisy that we – don't often give ourselves that space to tap into what we need. Um, and again, it's something that's not taught in schools. Like we don't talk about emotions in schools. We don't talk, we don't teach about like listening to what your body needs. Um, and like we cop it mm. once we come out of school because we don't know how to deal. Yeah, and it was even looked down upon, I think. I think yeah. at, um, at Q or I think at, in high school, you're sort of looked down upon if you like go to the school council. Mm, mm, there's always there's still that stigma, stigma isn't there? There's that? still that stigma. Yeah. It's definitely getting a lot better. But yeah. I remember when I was there, it was, it was more like, oh, like, it, oh, you have to go to the mm, school councillor. Mm, like, that's like really bad. Yeah, what's yeah, going on? Yeah. Can I know? And, yeah. and um, yeah, it was very taboo to go yeah. to the school councillor and have a chat. Whereas now I... Definitely just look back and, and think, wow, I should have, I don't know, have had a chat yeah. or gone to a teacher and have a chat. Yeah. Because you're older than us, obviously. Yeah. And you're going to have more worldly advice. And mm. and I find myself leaning a lot on older people mm. and surrounding myself with people that have gone through it. Because when we're young and something bad happens, yeah. we think we're, it's like the end of the world. Yeah. Everything's crumbling. And everything. <laughs> the, world the world is ending as we ending. know it. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. Yeah, like, um, no one's going to love me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely just not the case. Yeah. And just yeah. a little bump in the road. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's an awesome um, takeaway, I think. Yeah. I think it's, it's it's really important to just take mm-hmm. a pause. And and th- there can be a lot of guilt associated um, with yeah, it. Um, yeah, I get that. How do you navigate yourself around that? Mm, again... 
I guess the world lot. doesn't stop for you. Yeah, it doesn't. That's a harsh reality of it. Yeah, correct. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. That's why we have to learn to work with it, right? Not work against it. But um, how did I work around the guilt? I mean, I still feel guilt to this day sometimes when I'm slowing down and resting. Um, but I think it starts with tapping into what it is that you want for yourself. Like if your health is something that you're prioritising, whether it's your physical health or your mental health, make time for it. And like that's your non-negotiable. Don't let it be the first thing that goes when life gets busy. Um, I know for me, when life gets busy, workouts tend to be the first thing that goes. I tend to sleep in a lot more <laughs> because I'm tired. Um, and like sleep in a lot more, not in a good, like I'm sleeping more for my body kind of thing. It's because I'm so tired that I'm just crashing. Um, but yeah, a lot of the time it's the things that are good for us that go first. Like we start eating unhealthily. We start, um, like bad habits just tend to creep in. So it really starts with that conscious decision of going, hey, my health or my mental health is something that I'm really going to prioritise. And like having that boundary around things that you do for yourself to, for yourself too and telling people around you what it is. Um, that's been a big lesson, like communicating my boundaries to other people and going, hey, this is my time. Like I'm going to the gym now. I can't meet up with you for a drink. <laughs> um, I think that's huge. Yeah, like uh, I used to be yeah. a yes person. Like anything, yes. anyone would ask me, I'll go, yeah, sure, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll drop everything for you. Yeah. But it's practice. Like yeah. it, it just, it gets easier. The more you do I it think too. that's awesome, especially when you speak it out. Like, yes, you can journal it and pencil it into yeah. the calendar, but how easy is it to just delete it off your calendar yeah, or correct. scribble it out? Whereas if you're saying it and communicating it to people, they might question you and they're yeah. like, oh, I thought you were going to the gym at this time. Yeah. Or is because the accountability you put it exactly, there as yeah. well, isn't it? Yeah. You keep yourself accountable and someone else can keep you accountable yeah. as well if you're communicating that. Yeah, love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you pulled the plug in 2020, end of 2020. 2021. Or 2021, yeah. midway through? or uh, End, end. End yeah, of 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when you pulled the plug, did you have a clear goal in mind? Like from where you are now doing <laughs> your coaching, Yeah. <laughs> is that something that you knew you wanted to go into or was you just pulled the plug, pause? It's just Yeah, I think it was more the latter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like I'm living that rebel phase in my 30s <laughs> like I've been telling everyone this is the gap year I've never taken <laughs> and um like I mean I count my blessings every day that I'm in a position where I could do that as well um so important yeah, like, I yeah. don't have a mortgage I don't have kids I don't have pets <laughs> I don't have like all these extra responsibilities yeah. um and I went hey like I can actually do this and take time off like, when am I ever going to get this time again? You never know. So, okay, I'll just give myself this year, take a step back. Um, and it's not like I'm doing nothing. I think the coaching thing, <laughs> the coaching thing was always there, was always, like, I got my cert in 2020. And even through 2021, I was sort of doing coaching on and off, but never really fully committed because there was still teaching mm. to do. Yeah. And trying to do two things at once, as you know, is very, very, very hard, especially if you want to do a good job at both. 
um, you end up doing a shit job at both <laughs> um, when you try and do them together. But, um, God, this is a very long-winded story, isn't it? And we I love that. Lost my we love that. No, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, taking a step back, um, again, I think I'm very lucky that Andrew has always run his own business as well and I've seen him like work for himself mm. for this long, for as long as we've been together. And I go, okay, this is possible, but I just need to commit to trying mm. and not fearing that notion of failure. I think that was something that always helped me back, like in terms of going all in on the coaching, yeah. even last year. It's like, oh, who am I for people to want to listen to me? Or like all those good old imposter syndrome, Fear of failure and all that. <laughs> all and the buzzwords. I, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Just <laughs> dropping all it in there. But it's like I've gotten to the point where I go, nah, fuck this. Um, I have experience that I can tap into. And ultimately, at the end of the day, there's so many people in the world and there's enough to go around. Yep. Like your people will find you. Exactly. And it's so anecdotals and, and people can definitely relate to that yeah. or might be in your position where they're scared to... And they say something mm. or put content out, um, but the fact that you're doing it mm. gives them the confidence as well. So it's yeah. a really positive sort of domino effect, yeah. which is so cool. And I found that with the podcast as well. And mm. people are like, oh my God, I can so relate with this story, um, yeah. which is awesome to see as well. I wanted to ask, like, in terms of parents. Yeah. We're both Asian. <laughs> if you can Clearly. Tell, if you can tell. <laughs> if you couldn't already tell. <laughs> Jokes. <laughs> um, um, I wanted to ask in terms of, you know, you've gone high school, uni, work, mm. and then you've taken this break. Parents, were they updated on it? Were they in support or? Yeah, um, I think it's the fact that I've made this decision here in my, just as I've turned 30, I think we've gotten to the point where they realise that I'm an adult and I can make my own decisions. But I, I guess like when we, when I was younger, like that societal conditioning is just so strong and there was always that fear within me as well to stray from the norm, mm -hmm. going, oh my God, people are not going to approve, they're not going to understand and all that. Um, so... Like, there's the support there. I think parents will be parents. At the end of the day, most parents will always support what their kids do. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's – I think there was adjusting to. Yes. To be done. And um, what was that like? Yeah, I think it's an ongoing, ongoing journey. Um, but I think because my parents are also – like they're retired now, so mm -hmm. I think they've got a different mindset to what it was when they were, when I was younger and they were younger and they were still working corporate because my parents were both, well, they're both accounting trained <laughs> <laughs> and my dad always worked in the corporate finance banking side of things, so you know that kind of mindset. It was always like business, get a job. Nine to five. Correct, nine yeah. to five. Um, and anything different was just hard to understand. But I think because times have changed and my parents have also, like, I think they've come to understand mm. what today's climate is. Yeah. And it's okay to not 
do what they did. <laughs> but I know not every one out there has that same mindset. <laughs> well, it can be so hard because you obviously have your societal mm. outlook. It's like, go go to uni, get mm. a good ATAR, um, finish uni, yeah. get your degree, yeah. go, to the, go to the 9 to 5. Yeah. You know? <laughs> You're doing arts? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, what arts? Like, yeah. you're writing stories yeah. every day? Are you painting? It's like, <laughs> like yeah. how are you going to make money from that? <laughs> exactly. It's that question. And, and so there's that. And then there's parents who've obviously grown up yeah. with that um, trend and, and mm. have grown up working that nine to five. Yeah. I'm, I'm really grateful for my parents. I think. You've got cool parents. I've got sick parents. <laughs> I, I, they I, are so cool. Yeah. Dad, dad is so hardworking, works yeah. like three jobs yeah. from home. He's just epic and, and, Loves us unconditionally, yeah. you know, um, and just wants the best for us. Yeah. And mum, she's very cool as well. Yeah. Like does the PT and has her own business as yeah. well. So I've been. And I love that, like your like your mum particularly, because she has a PhD, doesn't she? Yeah, she has yeah. a PhD, and yeah, and no and one and really knows that. And it's just so interesting, like with her own story as well, like having gone through that hugely academic route to get a bloody PhD, and now she's doing what she enjoys. Like exactly. that's. That's so good for you and even Brendan to have just to see every day um, and go, like, it's actually possible for us to stray from what we thought we committed to. <laughs> exactly. And and I don't think, yeah, and I, I've been normalised and accustomed to growing up with that environment, mm. which is so, I'm very privileged yeah. to be in that position to, like, watch mum do what she loves. And she, yeah. she's literally, she goes for walks every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always see on Instagram, the she's on the, in the pool, she's doing Pilates, <laughs> like, like, she's taking the dog out on a walk. <laughs> exactly, she's just like living, living her best life, life. exactly, and, and she gets paid for it and can yeah. put a roof over the top of our heads, yeah. which is just amazing, and, and yeah, not uh, I'm going to get her on the podcast, of yeah, course. Yeah, love it. But um, yeah, she went through this whole academia mm. route, and then she's just like, she, she literally told me, I was like, so why didn't you pursue your PhD, mm. and why didn't you go further with it? She's like, I just didn't like it. <laughs> good on her for going i don't i don't like it and i'm not doing it exactly because there's so many people who go i don't like it but i will still sort of stay in it yeah it's it's that um oh, i don't know accepting the fact that you can't really change it but yeah. you can yeah 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 and uh, the power is within all of us at the end of mm, the day mm. yeah talk to me about your coaching what do you want to know <laughs> Every, what's the what's the goal what's the purpose and i'm going to change the, change the cameras again again oh my god um, well, with the coaching, like my, like I feel like I'm on a mission to open up conversations more around the teacher well-being story. Um, as you know, schools talk about student well-being all the time and student well-being is like something that schools tend to plug as well when they sell themselves, right? Like we've got a great well-being program for students, but what about the teachers? Like, <laughs> um, so it's, again, it's tapping into that experience that I had working through burnout and going, like, I don't want this for teachers because the job is already hard enough. Mm. And I think just focusing on spreading the word that as much as externally there are a lot of things that seem to be out of our control, but internally there are decisions we can make to manage how we feel about them as well. Mm. So, yeah, um, is a big focus on 
the teacher well-being side of things, which is really funny when I think about it, starting out as a maths-trained teacher <laughs> and moving into the well-being space. Could never pick it. I mean, I could pick it with you, to be honest. I think you were always... You reckon? Em- yeah, I think you were always empathetic of mm. everyone. And, and I know even though it was like myself um, and a couple of mates that would always grab your attention yeah. in um, in the classroom, you would still be like, okay, guys, like, chill. <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to attend to everyone <laughs> chill. else. Yeah. <laughs> Please fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. In my head, I was saying that. <laughs> nah, just kidding. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Sometimes on bad days, maybe. On bad that's days, what I yeah, saying. I know. I think it got to a point <laughs> where we were like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, maybe we triggered the bit. No, 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 not at all. Nah, you guys made it. Like as I said, you guys made it fun to be in school because it wasn't just in the classroom where we were interacting. Like mm. we were always chatting, like in the locker areas. If we're out on yard duty, like you guys would always be there chatting mm. if we bump into each other. So. It's that, again, we talk about relationships so much, but that's it. That's the core of everything, I think, within that learning um, environment, which, um, I mean, is testament to what we're doing today as well. Like, clearly, I invested time in those relationships back in the day to the point where you've left school for how long now? And, like, we're still talking. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. It makes me old too because it, it makes me feel old too. Because we've known really, each other, what? Yeah, because you started year seven in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Jesus, been yeah. That was my second years. year of teaching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh really? Was it actually? Yeah, I started oh, twenty fourteen. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I oh jeez, <laughs> I felt like furniture actually, <laughs> didn't I? Like, felt like I was there forever. <laughs> Not like it towards the end. <laughs> yeah, I can I can imagine. It's interesting, like how you talk about um, how schools advertise their student wellbeing yeah. campaign. Well, obviously, the main attraction is students and mm. parents um, to go to the school. Yeah, and then you think of um, in corporate jobs now they're doing like yoga retreats, corporate wellbeing. Yeah, yeah, corporate wellbeing, and and making sure you're going for a walk yeah. together to get a coffee and everything. And then there's nothing for teachers. Mm. Have you seen it change at all or have you heard any stories or do you feel like it's still pretty rigid? I think the conversation is being opened up. Um, it will take time, I think, like anything does. The, the system to buy into these things. But, again, changes do need to be made before we can see, I think, the effectiveness of these programs coming in for teachers because the school day is so packed at the moment. Like, you... You're in school from, say, 8 to 4. Yeah, as a teacher, oh, I worked way longer hours than that. I used to get Were you to paid for it? Nah. Yeah. Nah, nah. Mm. Yeah. So, like, obviously you've got your salary, yeah. but your the hours that you work is essentially just the 38 hours a week. No. Yeah, 38 hours a week. Am I right? I don't even know. I'm not an employee anymore. Woo! <laughs> 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 but, nah, yeah, obviously you get the salary, but you weren't paid, like, yeah. over time and things like that. And, again, like, teaching is such a love job. Like, you've got to love it to stick with it. Yeah, I can re- like, I, I can relate. I became a swim teacher and then yeah. it, it was like my heart wasn't in it anymore. Yeah. And yeah. if I wanted to, truly, if I, truly if I wanted to, I feel like I would would have stayed there. But yeah. 
But you're not doing anyone any favours. Exactly. If you're stuck exactly. there. Yeah. Yeah. You're not doing yourself any favours. You're not doing your students any favours. And then that resentment. Builds. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And and there's no hate that goes out to um, the swim school at oh, all. I don't resent yeah, them yeah. as a thing. It was just like, probably not for me. And it's where you are at in your life mm. as well. Yeah. Like you're taking stock of that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <sighs> it's been a good chat. It's been good. <laughs> it's been a good chat. <laughs> it's, it's like nice catching up. How long have we gone for? God, almost an hour. Yeah, almost an hour. <laughs> it's great form. I'm going to actually, I'm going to pause. And then I'm going to swap the camera because I want the camera on you instead. <laughs> so, actually, no. So, what do you mean the camera on me? Has that, not ca- has that camera not been on me? No, it has been on. <laughs> it, just, it just ran out of um, Juice. card space. So, <laughs> this one can come here. And then we're going to swap to good old page done. So weird. Why? Did you even pause? No, nah, I didn't pause. I can just edit it. <laughs> We're back. We're back. We're back. We edited it. And I, I need to think of um, the next segue question. Jokes. It's okay. We've got time. Yeah. Well, we've, um, I don't know, I've, I've, I haven't really structured the podcast because <laughs> I just wanted to, I guess, get to know you a bit better yeah. and like the teacher side of you yeah. and everything, which has been awesome. Um, I feel like you've always been entrepreneurial though. And I think the coaching role really suits you. Like, I don't know, with your calligraphy yeah. and everything. I oh, that's that. true. Oh, my God. Like, what a I totally forgot about that. <laughs> so, so to answer it's your question, so like, yeah, well, to yeah. answer your question about, oh, could you even pick it from being a math teacher yeah. to, I guess, a coach? I've always yeah. seen the entrepreneurial side. Yeah? Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like I, I think when I first tried to do new things, as I mentioned, there was a lot of fear around it because... Again, I didn't have role models around me growing up that started their own businesses mm. and were like successful at running their own things. Everyone around me were employees. <laughs> and that was just the mindset I grew up with. So I think there was a lot of, like, oh, my God, I don't know enough to start. And then like once you're actually in it, you realise that it's just you're just going to keep learning along the way. Like, and no one's expecting you to get it right, right from get-go. Um, you're the only person who's putting those blocks in your way right Um, and yeah like literally again it it, it takes time and it takes work commitment to yourself to work that mindset to that point but um, yeah if anything like putting my teacher hat on and talking to like younger people because your audience are probably old so much younger than me why are you whispering (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm an old hag now. No, you're not. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like your audience are probably like all early 20s. Right? Mm. So, um, yeah, talking to you young people, don't be afraid to um, identify what you love and don't be afraid to try to make something out of what you love as well. I think times have changed so much there's room for a, a role or whatever you want to do. Literally, you can make something out of it. Like, I think the world has come to it, has <laughs> come to this point at the moment. And it's just, it's just about you making that decision to commit to it. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Great message. Yes. <laughs> we got the content. <laughs> yeah, 
it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah do like you have any resentment for like, like your childhood now, or or do you still look back and and you're no, not at all. I think where you came from. Yeah, I count my blessings every day. The way I grew up, um, and I think obviously, as cliche as this is, it's everything that has happened in the past that has made me who I am today. Um, so, yeah, like no resentment at all. I think there's a lot of learning, like a lot of self-learning came in my adulthood, like learning about myself um, came in my adulthood. But, yeah, no regrets at all. Mm. I love that. What's next for you? What's next? Um, more coaching things. Podcast is launching. <laughs> So I'm learning all the tips and tricks here. <laughs> nah, not really. I don't have all your gear like you have here. You can borrow but it. Nah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick. I'll stick with what I've got at the moment, and then when I truly get into the swing of it, I'll come to you with more tips. But um, yeah, podcast is launching, and again, the idea behind the podcast is again just spreading the message of how important it is for. Not just teachers to think about their well-being, but also everyone who has a teacher in their life um, to um, open up that conversation with them as well. Because I think teachers tend to keep things to themselves a lot. Like they give so much during the day that yep. they just don't have the energy after. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so hard because you're you're there to teach maths mm. or you're there to teach English. Mm. So like that's what you're being paid exactly. to Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you going to check in with your teacher? And then yeah. it brings back the human side. Yeah. So check in on your teachers, everyone. Correct. Because you don't know what they're going Recess through. Recess well. time, lunch time. Like don't take up their whole lunch time because they need <laughs> lunch time. But like even when you see them out and about, just say hi. It makes a huge difference. Like I remember when I was at Q and because I used to live up in, Heidelberg, and I used to frequent Ivano Coles, which is where everyone at Q used to hang out. And even just like having students say hi to me at Coles, stopping and having a conversation, like those little things, as silly or as difficult it may be, <laughs> for so some of you to do. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, and I was the worst. Like, if kids came to say hi to me, I would go like, "Hi, so and so," and I'll make such a big thing out of it. Like, okay, I'm never saying hi to you again. <laughs> but, <laughs> but see, I love that. I, I think it's awesome, and yeah, you're still human at the end of the day. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a really yeah, strong yeah, message treat, as well. Treat people, anyone, like the way you would like to be treated, whether they're your peer, whether it's your teacher, mm. an adult. Like respect. <laughs> respect. <laughs> Thank you, Paige uh, or Miss Tan, <laughs> for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, this was fun. Yeah, it was very fun. Um, I'm sure all your links and everything will be yeah. in my show notes below. Be sure to check out Life With Them podcast on yeah. Instagram. And if anyone is training to be a teacher, come talk to me. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, you're a great <laughs> point of reference for people <laughs> who are aspiring teachers. Yeah. Because I'm not here to spread the message of leaving teaching, even though, like, I've hit the pause button on it. Like, I'm here to support teachers who are in it. That's true. Yeah. Actually, final question. Would you go back to teaching? It's a possibility. Like, I see this as a pause, not a goodbye forever. Mm. Um, yeah, you never know. 
We love that. You can leave it at that. It can be yeah. very conspicuous. <laughs> be good. All right. Thank you very much for listening and catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>